Hey everybody, Daniel Gregory here. Thanks so much for joining me for The Perceptive Photographer. Today we are on episode 386. Today we are going to talk about pricing. Not pricing in the way that I'm going to try to solve all of the pricing of photography, but we're going to talk about a small little segment of that. But before we jump into that, I just want to remind everybody, if you have not signed up for my newsletter, get up to my website, danieljgregory.com, sign up for that newsletter. It'll keep you up to date on the latest workshops, print sales, podcast news, educational tips, all sorts of little information comes out about once a month in that newsletter. I put a lot of hard work and energy into it, and I would love for people to get it and receive it, especially the educational material there that I give away for free. So for those of you who listen, please make sure you take advantage of that. Okay, back to pricing. I don't want to talk about wedding pricing, commercial photography, editorial photography, advertising, newspaper, all those various things. What I want to talk about is the pricing that comes up a lot during my work, printing workshop in particular, comes up in some of my other workshops about, ah, I'm ready to start sharing my work, showing my work. I'm not sure how to price my work so that it's available for people to be able to purchase. I'm starting to get some people on Instagram who kind of like my work. They've asked, oh, can I buy one of your photographs? I'm not sure what to say there. So I want to talk about that little bit of, of photography. And because it comes up all the time, I think it's an important topic. And I don't want to tell you how much your photography should cost. I don't want to tell you what it's worth. But I want to discuss a few things that I want you to consider when thinking about pricing or for a lot of you potentially, repricing your work. I'm going to start off with the art fair, coffee shop, kind of the, what we would, we would think about price-wise. We're not in high-end art galleries, museums, auctions. So it's a, as an area a lot of us potentially are, are, are working, sharing our work, and, and thinking about selling our work. It breaks my heart. Every time I walk out into an art fair, walk into a coffee shop, and you know, at the art fair, it's the bins of the eight by 10 photographs in their little uh, matted plastic sleeves. You get to flip through up on the wall or some nice larger prints. I'm flipping through those little eight by tens, nice photography, good photography, sometimes not good photography, but good photography. And those prints are priced at $10, $20 maybe. I go into a coffee shop up on the wall, framed image in a nice, pretty well done frame, not some cheap plastic frame, but actually a metal frame, a wood frame, decent size up there, $100 framed. And it breaks my heart because I know that that photographer is missing a huge piece of consideration in that pricing. What they're thinking about is selling the photograph. And I can sell that photograph at $10. I think I can sell that photograph at $20. I think I can sell that framed photograph at $100. And when considering pricing, we think about, well, at $10 an image or $20 an image, if I look at what it costs to produce that photograph to get the print made, let's even say we're outsourcing the print being made, so we're in that $1.60 range, $2 range, somewhere in there, I get a mat. Two to three dollars wholesale. We're not or in volume. Little plastic sleeve. Let's put that at three to five dollars, somewhere in there for the cost. So I double that price. Maybe double it again. Maybe I go up a fourfold. So that five dollars becomes a twenty dollar photograph. And I think I'm making a lot of money on that twenty dollar art sale. And then you see photographs that are three hundred dollars on the wall, five hundred dollars on the wall. 
And you think, well, you know, it takes a lot of work to sell a $500 print. The reality is it takes probably less work to sell the $500 print than it does to sell 25 $20 prints. Every sale is work. Every sale requires an effort. And we oftentimes discount the fact that the person who was also willing to pay $500 will pay $20, but they're not going to tell you they would have paid $500. We get a, a misdiscount. We get a mispricing model when we price low. And what we're accounting for in that low pricing is the cost of producing that photograph. But we haven't accounted for the cost of the camera, the travel, the gas, the hotels, the years of experience, all the Photoshop licenses, the Photoshop classes, the hours processing, the hours you've spent trying to sell. If you're at an art fair or you are got into a coffee shop and it took you time, you've spent eight hours hanging the show and working with a coffee shop and negotiating all that, you got to get paid for that time. We didn't account for that in the, in the creation of my little material object. Why accountants have strokes when they talk to photographers and artists. They're like, you haven't accounted for the total cost. <laughs> the total cost is not in there in your pricing. If it were, it would be priced a lot higher. But outside of that, outside of just, let's take two and a half times raw material. Let's say I figured out the cost of the camera and the hours and the wages and the linen, and I'm two and a half times that. It's missing one of the most important parts of the creative model. We haven't accounted for your vision, your creativity, the uniqueness that you bring to that table, that photograph, that concept. What is the value of that? So when I'm selling photographs, yes, I'm selling pieces of paper. But what I'm really selling is not the piece of paper. I'm not even really selling the photograph. I'm selling the vision that I had in making that photograph. And that is worth something. So when I say a photograph that's priced at $20, and I think to myself, but what's your creative vision worth? It's got to be worth more than $20. And yes, you might sell that image 50 times in your career at $20, and you get to $1,000. Is your creative vision for that photograph at $1,000? And it might be. It absolutely might be. And you might say $20 is my creative vision. But I want you to have thought about that. Am I pricing my creative self into that image? When I do work that's not my own fine art cell work, I have a creative fee. When I do video production for people, when I do artistic shoots for people, I charge a creative fee. You're buying my experience to bring to that table. And that has value. And it breaks my heart to watch photographers not account for that in the pricing of their work. Something else to consider is I've seen people price their images, an 8x10 at a certain size, a 16x20 at a certain size, a 20x30 at a certain size. I price my photographs so they're all the same price. So you see an 8x10 and it's, say, $600. And you say, wow, that's a lot for an 8x10. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what size do you want it in? And they're like, uh, 16 by 20 I'm like, cool, same price. I'm not in the business of selling paper. I'm in the vision, business, again, of selling my vision and that that is in that photograph. So if I'm pricing solely based on the size, again, I'm discounting me. 
the most important part of the whole photographic process, the thing that made the photograph meaningful, <laughs> the thing that made it unique, is the thing that I want to make sure gets counted for in that cost. So size of the paper is just something to think about is, are you saying the right thing about your work when you're pricing solely by paper? And maybe it is. Because the cost for me to make a 20 by 30 print and the cost for me to make an 8 by 10 print are considerably different. But I account for that in the cost. I wouldn't sell the image knowing that, oh, if I print it at 20 by 30, I'm going to lose money. Why my prices are higher. I account for that. I consider that when I think about the pricing. I also use it as a selling point. Somebody says they, they want a different size because they have a different size wall. Great. Let's continue the conversation to close the sale. And that is also really important for you to consider in your pricing. If you price something, say, at $1,000, and somebody walks in the door and says, oh, God, I would just, it would mean everything to me if I could have that photograph on my wall. And I can't afford $1,000. Guess what you can say? Well, what can you afford? Let's see if we can work something out. Let's have a conversation about what's possible. Maybe I can rent a certain size. Maybe I can do a friends and family discount. There's a lot of opportunities I have to be flexible in that space. If that was priced at $40 and I'm like, and they say, well, you know, I can't afford $40 because they can't. And I'm like, oh, geez, I can't afford to do anything less than $40 or I start losing money. So part of pricing is flexibility. The other thing is when you set your prices and you set them at $500, $1,000, whatever you're going to price them at, you're starting to build an audience that is at that price point. It is difficult to move up price points. It's harder to move up the chain than it is to come down. And so by pricing a little higher than you're comfortable with, by stretching your audience goal a little bit, you'll be able to do more things with that audience because there's more flexibility there. And because you know what it's like to be struggling and wanting great artwork, you can also give artwork away. You can charge lower prices. You can do all sorts of things to continue to feed that creative energy of us being a community and taking care of other people but you're making sure that you're not devaluating yourself without it being a conscious choice, an awareness choice that you're making so that you're going in eyes wide open in what's possible with your photography and in the pricing. It's the same thing around additions and additioning. You know, additions are to the benefit of the collector. They know that scarcity, I'm only going to produce five of these. So if a collector gets to buy one of five, that's to their benefit. My brain says, well, why would I limit the only photograph I'm going to get to sell more than like five times? Why would I limit that to five? I might be able to sell that photograph 20 times. Why would I limit that to five? Now, so I do an escalator clause. Every additioned number that goes up, the price goes up. Allows me to keep selling photographs as long as I can, but I help the collector in escalating the aftermarket price of the photograph. Lots of opportunities to try different things for, for what works for us in selling those photographs. But again, what I want people to start to think about when they think about pricing, first and foremost, 
is your vision and your, your sensibility of photography is worth something and it's worth a lot. Second, is it about just what it costs to produce the photograph, the size of the paper, the mat, the frame? Is that all accounted for? Should that be what the pricing is based on? Should it be a blending of those two different things that come together? And how much time does it take you to actually produce and sell a photograph? And are you accounting for that in the price of that? That's one of the reasons why galleries are an interesting space. If you can get the pricing structure to work with a gallery, where you know they're going to take half, but they want you to frame, so you end up losing some money on that. You got to charge more because of the frame. You end up in this kind of weird model. But if you can get the gallery to work and they can get you the exposure and they can do the work to sell the images and that relationship works, you know, they're helping you with the thing that you struggle with maybe. And that might be worth half the cost of a photograph. But that half of the cost of the photograph means that if you're going to price it at $500, because you think that's fair, to the gallery, that needs to be $1,000. When they take their half, you still get what your photograph's worth to you so that you can continue to afford to do what you love. And that's the last point I want to make is that a lot of the pricing is so that you can continue to do your photography. You can continue to do what you love. You can continue to make the things you want to make. Because by having the opportunity to cover the cost of being able to go out and make photographs, to be able to buy equipment, to continue your training, to continue your learning, to continue to let you have the experiences you want to have and continue to grow your creative vision, grow as a person and as an artistic person trying to communicate through the camera, to tell better stories, that to pay for that with dollars and cents is going to be helpful. It's going to be beneficial to be able to do that if we can get the price there so that you can do that. And believe me, if I had my druthers, you know, artists would make what tech people make. You know, we'd all get to be paid six figures to make really amazing photography and artwork. Unfortunately, that's not the way the world is right now. So it's a lot of chopping weeds, working hard, trying to figure things out, working on different things. But again, don't devalue who you are and how you approach things. Everything you do has value. Everything you see and experience has value. And some of that value is intangible. Some of it is in spirit. Some of it's in emotion. Some of it's in love. And some of it sometimes translates into dollars and cents. But knowing what all of those things are, knowing how to share in all those various things, I think is really important. So hopefully I've given you a few things to think about as you approach your pricing. Some of the rationale for why you should think about how you approach those things with pricing. And again, if your pricing is good for you, great. And if that works for you, great. And if you're a person who's like, no, I can sell and make, make, make what I get and do what I want to do. And I sell my photographs for 50 cents or I just give away all my photographs. I don't charge. If anybody wants a photograph, I just give it to them. It's part of how I want to operate. It's what's, what's part of my core values. That's great too. But this whole podcast is about making sure that you've thought about that, that you've made the effort to consider what is appropriate for you and how you approach the selling of your photographs, no matter the cost. 
hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. I know I ran a little longer than usual, but it's kind of a big topic to bite off. Hope you have a great week. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.